While you're standing, Luke chapter 2, no surprise, huh? Luke chapter 2. I want to say thank you again for all of you being here today and for our music team doing such a fantastic job. Some new, some new folks on the praise team, music team today. We're so excited, just beautiful, anointed, playing and singing. And then our kids. What about those kids? I love those children. What a great job that they did to let us know that, hey, even when you feel small, Jesus can use you. Praise God. Little is much when God is in it. <laughs> Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. For just a few moments today, before we leave this house, I want to talk about this. And this shall be a sign. Could we pray together before we sit to hear the word of the Lord? Lord, we love you today and thank you for your presence. We thank you for the promises that you have fulfilled that we are just glad partakers of. Lord, today we honor you and we give you glory and we remember the time of your birth and the joy that was brought into this dark world. Today, Lord, there is still a need. We need that light shining in our life. So, Lord, today let our ears be ready to hear and our hearts be ready to receive and let our lives be ready for change. Lord, we just praise you for it today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today before you're seated. Hallelujah. What a great God. You can be seated. God bless you. What a wonderful, the song says it's the most wonderful time of the year. And there's a lot of things. I told my wife, I said, we should have got, uh, maybe we'll do this next year. And I, I thought about it too late. I said, we should get the kids sometimes in video them and get each one to answer the question, what does Christmas mean to you? And just because I'm sure we'll get some hilarious answers. I'm sure there's some parents who are scared of that video. <laughs> but, but what a wonderful time it is to remember. When I think about this, I, I, look, I love this time of year. And I love all the things that come with it. This is the time of year for, this is the time of year for seeing things. We see loved ones and friends and family. We see lights and decorations. We see parades and shows and movies, cartoons, things. Uh, we see the joy of children as they're opening gifts and, and uh, seeing people. You know, if only for this time of year, we see people being just a little bit nicer unless they're driving uh, uh, to each other. But, but we remember at this time of year that Christ was born. And he did not sneak in. He was announced. It was not a, a, a covert operation. He uh, had a plan. God had a plan. And he announced his birth uh, of the Lamb of God to shepherds. 
and uh, said that the angel of the Lord uh, came upon them, and then the glory of God shone round about them. The night was broken. The, the darkness was disturbed. It, it had to flee at the glory of God. And then they began to tell them about this Savior that was born, Christ the Lord. And, and they began to sing, uh, uh, praising God and singing, and glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth and goodwill toward me. And they began to lift their voices and sing. And, and so God didn't just sneak in. He's, he's not trying to sneak attack anybody today. He's, he's announced his presence as we begin to lift his name. We could feel the spirit of the Lord begin to move in this house. And, and in that day, uh, you have to think about 400 years since the prophet Malachi had finished his book and, and the things that God gave him. It had been 400 years without any prophecies, without any open vision, without anybody speaking uh, the word of the Lord. The, there's no record of, of God talking during that time. But there was a promise coming. These shepherds were sitting in just what they knew. This was life. This is what we do. And had no idea that they were right on the edge. It was right before. Just getting ready all that day. Working all that day. Sitting down to take Maybe take it easy a little bit that night. No idea that prophecies from hundreds of years ago were fixing to be fulfilled. Oh, that's why it's so important to make sure we're watching and keeping our eyes open. Because if it was prophesied that he came the first time and he did, well, he said also, I'm coming back and he will. <laughs> Oh, he's coming back, church. If we don't know that wherever we're sitting in, well, this is just church today. This is just our Christmas service. This is our Rack Noel. And, and we could be moments, just a few minutes, maybe hours, maybe a day. Who knows from the Lord breaking open the sky, calling his bride away. We don't know, but we do know that it's coming. And 400 years of silence was ended with the cry of that child. Now, they were probably, in, in the grand scheme of things in the world, they were probably a lot of children born the same night as him. But there was no other child born that was like him. For he was the Savior, Christ the Lord. He was uh, the, the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. He, he was that spotless Lamb for the sins of mankind. There was not another child like him. And the angel told them, said, uh, after he announced his birth, they said, this will be a sign. You're going to see something, and you're going to know that this is the Lord. I'm going to give you a sign. You're going to find this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. People want signs. Show me the way. And God was letting them know, I, I don't want you wandering around because I, no doubt you're, if you were to just go house to house, you'd find babies here and babies there. But I need you to find this child. I need you to find the one that, is, uh, that has been written that he would save uh, his people. I need you to find the one that they call Jesus. 
I need you to find the Lamb of God. I need you to go to the right place. Maybe that's why he told them. Maybe that's why there was no room in the end so they could put him in a manger. Because then they would know what to look for. Shepherds knew what to look for if, they, if you say a manger. They knew that that is what uh, they put feed in and what they would. Uh, actually, I, I read this now. I, I'm not a historian, but I have seen what shepherds caves look like. I've been to Israel and they showed us what shepherds caves look like and showed us where they thought this, they said, whether it's true or not, this is where he was at now. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I have no idea. But those mangers were made out of stone. And they were hewed out and they were, they were very rough. But they said, now I've read this and you probably have too. We see it posted a lot of times this time of year. That they would take, that the shepherds would take that spotless little lamb that was reserved for sacrifice for sin. And they would wrap it tightly in cloth and put it in that manger to protect it so it couldn't get bruised, so it couldn't get hurt because this lamb was special. So they knew that when the angel told them to go and find this child wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger, uh, maybe they had a little understanding of, of what this meant, that he would be the savior of the world. It was a sign. Maybe uh, as the, these angels begin to sing, they begin to wonder, but they didn't sit there and do nothing. They got up and got with it. In verse 15, it says, It came to pass when the angels were gone away into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. If God's going to give you a sign, it'll be just like he said. You hear what I'm talking about? God is faithful. God don't lie. God's not confusing. He said, you're going to find this babe. Mary wasn't holding him. They wouldn't pass him around to friends and family. He was lying, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he was lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. You know, uh, they were, my son was preaching about us being soul winners. This is the first act of evangelism that I can find in the New Testament. That when they had seen it, they heard about it, they saw it, they saw the proof of it, and then it says that they went. They made known abroad the sayings which was told. They waited till they proved it. Oh, when God does something in your life, when he's become real to you, Oh, if we could just get up and get excited like these shepherds and say, uh, I heard it. I saw it with my own eyes. Let me tell you about it. This is the first act of active evangelism that I find in the New Testament. That somebody heard about Jesus, they saw Jesus, and they went and started telling people, no miracles yet, no healings yet, nobody raised from the dead, but he's the Savior. Because it ain't about the miracles, and it ain't all about healing, and it ain't all about those things yet. It's just simply about the Savior of the world. And we shouldn't have to prove it through signs and wonders and miracles. We ought to be able just to tell somebody this is what I heard this is what I've seen and it's real I could see it with my own eyes and tell somebody about the sign give people a sign when they'd seen it 
They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things. Wow. Pondered them in their heart. One Or uh, things that were told by the shepherds that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying, praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Let me tell you, they had found what they had been waiting for. And they didn't have to wonder about it anymore. They had seen the salvation of the Lord. Maybe they began to think back and to remember the scriptures that they had heard. Maybe from Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. It happened just like he said. Hundreds of years later. In a dark night. In a field somewhere. Watching the sheep. Maybe about to drift off to sleep. Boom! Glory to the Lord sounds like when it shows up. Maybe it's a boom. But also, just there it is. They don't have flashlights. They don't have spotlights. They don't know about light just coming up suddenly. Something's going on. And it was Scripture being fulfilled. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Exactly what the angel told Mary. Exactly as it happened. Isaiah went on to write in 9 and 6, For unto us a child is born, and a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Oh my, they saw, they got the sign, and this shall be a sign. Oh, but where it was pointing them and what it was telling them was much more than they could ever understand. They, maybe they, I don't think they could fully grasp it yet. Because here's the Savior. He's just a baby. He's, the blood that would save mankind was flowing through him, but it had not been shed. That mouth that would speak wonderful words of mercy and wisdom that would say, peace be still, Lazarus come forth, thy sins be forgiven. Couldn't even talk yet. Those eyes that shed tears for the lost and, 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 and showed compassion and love and mercy to those in sin. They were all there. He was all Savior, but he was just a little baby. But they believed it because the angel gave them a sign. Friend, you can trust the Scripture. You can believe the Word of God. You can believe what the Bible says about Jesus. And if it says that there is no other name under heaven given whereby we must be saved, you can believe it. If it says we must be born again of water and the Spirit, you can believe it. Come on, somebody. If, if it says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost... For the promises unto you and your children, all that are far off, you can believe it. God gave us a sign. The Bible said that there would be signs following those that believe. And many of us came to the Lord because we saw somebody else carrying the sign. A lot of people wasn't just born into this. And even if you were, you had to see somebody else carrying the sign. You know what these children are watching when we're worshiping and when we're preaching and when we're praying? They're watching us carry the sign. 
Every time they see somebody baptized in his name or filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, you know what they're seeing? Somebody's carrying the sign. When they see a healing, uh, when someone's praised the prayer of faith and they see a healing, somebody is carrying the sign. Let me tell you, when that sign was given to them, man, it filled them with wonder and great joy. They started telling people about it. And let me tell you, when people see you carrying the sign and they see God working in your life, They're going to wonder about it, be filled with great joy about it. And that night, God announced the greatest gift ever to mankind, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. The manger sign. Whenever I see the manger or read about the manger and read this prophecy uh, that the angel spoke or this promise, this sign, this will be the sign. There are a lot of babies but this one's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. This one's going to be lying in a manger. It reminds me that Christ is for all of us. I think about this. Who all did the shepherds tell? Because it said they went and started noise in the broad, make it known everywhere. They started, maybe they was knocking on doors. Man, I got to tell you what. How many people actually came that night that we don't even know about? Unnamed, unknown to us, that probably they came to see what are these shepherds talking about? Because it was for everybody. They didn't, it, uh, didn't go just, it, it, hey, let's just keep this to ourselves. Let's tell people. Tell people about Christ. He's the Savior of the world. No matter who they are or what, what they are, He came for all. I see the manger, that sign, and it's cold and it's crude. It's uncomfortable. It's not a soft bed. It's not a palace. He doesn't have a little Noah's Ark mobile hanging above him that he can look at. He's, he, it's not a decorated nursery. Probably a lot different than Mary had envisioned when she had her child, but this is what, it ha- what she had. Jesus knows what we face from the beginning. See, the Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 4, for we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now let us therefore boldly come to the throne of grace to help us in time of need. Jesus knows what it's like from the beginning. He knows what it's like to be fragile and exposed and have to be cared for. He knows what it's like to be in danger of losing your life. They wanted to kill him even as a child. But then he grew and he knows what it's like to be despised, rejected, betrayed, wounded, shamed, humiliated. He knows about pain. He knows about suffering. And the manger reminds me he knows. Every time I read the story of his birth, see, they're living it in real time. They don't know all this yet. They don't know about the cross. They don't know about the beating. They don't know about the crown of thorns. They don't know about that yet. But we do because we've read it. And every time I read about his birth, it reminds me Jesus knows. The manger reminds me of the rest of his story. When I see the manger, I see the way, the truth, the life, the light of the world, the Lamb of God, the healer, deliverer, the provider, the comforter, the way maker. I see a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When I see the manger, it reminds me of the rest of his story. And when they saw the manger, they saw the child. They saw the Savior, Christ the Lord. That's what the angel gave them. That's what they knew about him. I don't know what they thought he would look like. I wonder if they walked away saying, I just didn't think he'd look like that. I don't know what they thought. They didn't know everything that involved as of yet, but we do. 
because there was another sign that would be given. And Jesus spoke this himself, that the only sign that would be given to the generation that he lived in would be the sign of Jonah. And just like Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, that he would be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights, but he would rise again. And so when I see the manger, I see the cross. When I see the manger, I see the sacrifice. You know, people love the, the manger, Jesus, because they can come to him. And they, he's there, and there's no change. But, but it's the carry the cross daily, Jesus, that people have a problem with. <laughs> because that means there's going to be some change in my life. That means uh, there's going to be some things happening in my life. But, but you can't have the, the, the beginning without the end. He said, I am the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. And, and, you, and, and you can't stay at the manger because he didn't stay there. When I see that manger... I remember his sacrifice. I remember his broken body. I remember the cleansing blood. When I see the sign of the manger, I am reminded of why he was born. In John 18 and 37, just before his death, he told Pilate to this end, I was born. This is why I came into the world. I came uh, for salvation. I came to, to, to shed my blood and to give my life. This is why I was born. So we can't keep him in Christmas. Hey, as much as I love Christmas, let me tell you this. Jesus did not come to establish a holiday. (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with it. I love it. But but it's completely man-made. Jesus didn't say, now I'm going to come, and y'all need to make sure y'all notice this every year. Never said anything like that. Not that I can find. But we do remember it every time we read about it, every time we think about it. And since they have a time of year where people want to celebrate it, man, I'm going to jump on that wagon and I'm going to tell people about the Savior. Ain't nothing wrong with telling people about Jesus being born. And I love it. But I'm reminded why he was born. So when I see the manger, I see the way. I see the way to eternal life. I see the way to new birth. When I see the manger, I see adoption into the body, healing, forgiveness, restoration, reconciliation, regeneration, and the Holy Ghost. When I see the sign of the manger, I see the way that I can have peace, comfort, joy, and strength. When I see the manger, I see the way to signs, wonders, and miracles. I see a way to reach the world. What a way. People love. They love it. They love Jesus, they love the manger. They love Christmas. What an opportunity we miss to do like these shepherds and evangelize and tell people, here's what was really going on in that manger. The Savior was born. A lot of people just think about the gifts that were brought to him. Oh, they brought him gifts. And they, and yeah, they did when he was two, but I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. But... We focus on the people that came just to him, but they didn't stay there. Then they went out and started telling people about the Savior. The manger was a sign to show us the way, the way. Jesus said, I am the way. The way, you know, the song says a way in the manger, but the way was in the manger. But I'll tell you this, and you can come to the music. I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to wind up. Let me tell you this today. 
In a few months, we'll be celebrating the resurrection. We'll be like, the tomb is empty. He's not there anymore. But let me tell you this. The manger's empty too. You can't stay kneeling before a baby. Because he didn't stay a baby. And he wasn't intended to stay a baby. I thank God for the baby. Because he grew to be the sacrifice for the world. He said to this end, there was a reason I was born. I, didn't, I wasn't born so I could stay an infant. So you could just worship an infant. But I came so that I could live and grow and minister. And so that you might know me. He came so we could know him. The tragedy is that he came into his own and it says they knew him not. I don't want to miss an opportunity to know him. And this time of year, you know, when you, when you get to know somebody, you, you ask them, tell me about yourself. And they might go back, well, I was born here. And so when we get to know him, there's nothing wrong with starting where he was born. And then following his life and seeing what he did and listening to his words and, and talking to him and listening to him talk to you. Get to know him because the manger is empty. The tomb is empty. He started off in a cave and he came out of it so he could live. And he was buried in a cave and he came out of it so he could live forevermore. And, and we're going to follow him. We're going to be born again. Yeah, we're going to have new life. And one day we're going to go and live with him forever. You know, you can't spend time seeing him and not be changed. I know this is just simply a play on words, but it says the wise men, they came to see him, but they left a different way. And it meant the direction they were going. But isn't that true with us? Is that when we get come in to see Him, we come in one way and we leave another. And sometimes it is the direction of our life that changes. Because we have seen the sign. This way out. <laughs> this way out of this world. This way out of your sin. This way out of your heartache. This way. This way. What way? His way. Jesus. A Savior. Christ the Lord. I'm thankful for him today. And I'm thankful for the sign that has pointed us in the right direction. At the beginning of his life, it was a sign. At the end of his life, it was a sign. And now, we see the signs of the times. Jesus is coming back. And I want to be ready to meet him I want, to, I want to be ready to go when he calls me to go. I want to be ready to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. So let's stand together this morning, and I know they're going to begin to, to sing, and, and it's a little different, but, but I'll give you an opportunity to come and maybe just stand in the altar this morning if you want to come and kneel. And I don't think we should leave a service that was about him without talking to him, without seeing what he wants to say to us. And maybe you don't feel like, hey, maybe I just don't know him like I should. Well, today could change all of that. And you could know him like you want to. You could know him in the fullness of his truth, of his word. You could 
be born again, born of water, born of spirit, if you, if you need to be. If you haven't obeyed the gospel, Acts 2.38, and if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, why not today? If you haven't received the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, why not today? Well, this is Christmas service. This is why He came. The Bible says that He came to uh, baptize us with the Holy Ghost in fire. He came to save us from our sins. So, so why would we quench His purpose in our life? Like I said, we can't let services to honor His birth quench our worship and, 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 and quench a move of the Spirit and, and see something happen for real in our lives. Let's let Him have His way. Let's let the Lord move in our lives. While they're playing and singing this morning, the altar is open. And if you can, if you would, if you would like to, come find a place to kneel or stand. And let's just worship and pray for just a few more moments together.